Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 17 of the Matt and Matt O-Scale Train Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Matt Suzuha. Matt, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, I am doing well, thank you. Uh, the awesome. weather is great here. Uh, we had a little bit of snow last week. <laughs> So, we did too. Never the last time we had a last time we had a podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's great here. There's all the snows melted, and then a week later we get a snowstorm. Uh, but uh, it it melted a, in a couple of days, so it wasn't too bad. But it's it's actually a beautiful day out. So nice out here too. Yep. Uh, today, or I should say tonight, we have a special interview guest on the show. We have Sid from Sid's Trains. Uh, Sid, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, I can tell you're good with your uh, weather. It's uh, It's been good around here. It actually allowed me to do some painting on some projects. So no snow, no rain, just nice sunny days here in uh, Maryland. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So you're, you're kind of close to Matt, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. A, a stone's in... throw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, well, uh, you know, number one, uh, you know, we appreciate you uh, taking uh, your time to come on our show. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Um, We like doing these interviews with folks, uh, Mm -hmm. especially uh, folks in the YouTube uh, industry of our hobby, uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, we want to make sure that uh, people get to know you and get to find your channel. Mm -hmm. And we hope this uh, this podcast can be kind of a conduit for that. Oh, yeah. Well, if uh, I don't have anything else, uh, Matt, if you have anything else to add, or should we just uh, get down to business? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'll start out then. Uh, So, uh, Sid, uh, when and who got you started in model railroading? Uh, Model railroading. uh, It was my dad that got me started in it. He had slot cars and model trains as a kid, and he only had one. Uh, train set it was a Lionel uh, scout set um, it was very basic it was an un- uncatalog set made for I think a department store somewhere I remember looking it up a long time ago and uh, he he get, he didn't give me but my brother and I came down I think when I was about four four-ish years old and when I came down uh, on Christmas morning around the Christmas tree was his train set. And actually my, my great aunt's uh, Mark's train set, it was a nine, nine, nine and some tin plate freight cars and a couple other things. And it was just so cool as always. I'm like, I'm wowed. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And then those weren't the only things that were around the Christmas tree. There were two big boxes, one for my brother and one for me. And I, I, unwrap my box and it's a uh a lionel scout set uh a modern version of his set uh mine was from target actually it was kind of funny and it came with a play mat fast track the engine which is a little atlantic uh and freight cars and then it came with i think a truck that had some logs a little bridge some telephone poles it was a it wasn't the lowest or it wasn't super basic it was more than the normal scout set so to speak because it had all the extra stuff but it was still a scout set and i uh i took i took it out of the box and there's this picture of me holding it and i have this like funny grin on my face i just i look at it now and it's it's funny because i'm i'm young and i just look chubby and i have this little grin but uh the other the other part that i loved about that engine was it had train sounds in the tender which was different from the normal air whistle and just was like super modern for the time. Obviously things have progressed since then, but it was really cool. And that's how I got started. And from there it just took off more stuff every Christmas and birthday. Um, me buying stuff just in the middle of the year. Like I think the first train I ever bought with my own money was a century club, 726 Berkshire, but yeah, just everything has skyrocketed and I have way too much now. <laughs> don't, 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 we don't we all yeah but yeah that's how i that's how i got started and my dad was the one 
Oh, fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't I, I totally forgot that Target did carry uh, stuff like that, uh, which I I don't see it now. Um, oh, no. But but uh, yeah, they, they did carry that along with like I remember uh, Borders uh, and uh, um, a couple of bookstores actually were carrying Lionel stuff, too, because mm-hmm. I remember I got a really cheap Christmas set um, um, mm-hmm. several years ago from yeah. them. Even my uh, even my local hardware store, which has now become a Ace Hardware store, it used to be, it was a I forgot what I think it was like True Value sponsor. I forgot what company it was, but in the front window they had like a Pennsylvania flyer every Christmas, so they they would carry stuff um, back in the early two thousands. But since then, it's just gone downhill, and the, everything's online or eBay or just a lion. There's a Lionel store now in Concord, uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? I have not been there. I've I've only ever driven through North Carolina, though. It would be cool to go check out the store and uh, see the layout. And um, I think it's kind of cool that the store doesn't just carry starter sets. They do have a display case with legacy uh, engines, and I think they even have some really. I think they even had some twenty-one inch passenger cars in the back on a wall, which was cool and. It's just cool to see that it's not just a basic store. No, I agree. I, in fact, uh, I have a buddy who lives down in um, around that area, and uh, hopefully, if I get a chance to visit him, uh, I may stop there as well. So mm-hmm. that would be kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so let's see. So, what was your motivation behind starting a? train related youtube channel um my motivation was a couple things i think we all know eric siegel um personally things have changed he does things a little differently now but he's he still makes decent content and i watched him i think his first video ever watched was of like a dd40x he reviewed like years and years ago this was probably like 2010 probably or somewhere around there and i just was watching him and i just loved how he was filming it and showing it off and then there was a local person to me his name uh matt flanagan or i think it was like rail trip four or four four or five or something it was something like that and and then brooke bannister i don't know if you uh matt probably knows but i don't know if you do matt (laughs) and uh uh, just these these people were filming their trains and I didn't have anywhere near the they had a lot of stuff and they also had a lot of newer nice stuff and they were just filming in it filming it and I thought it was just so cool that they were showing it off and uh, showing their layouts off and I just found it really interesting and I remember I just one day I just started recording my trains running on my phone and then I would, I remember like I, one day I reviewed a train just, just for fun. And I just, I found it fun to do. And I never uploaded any, any of that stuff. It just sat on my phone forever. And then probably around, it was coming up around 2017 is when I was like, I should really do this because I was noticing there weren't a lot of younger people in it and I wanted to try and do it again. And I was actually starting to get my layout in this room that I have actually going. So I uploaded a video of the layout that was in there before. And from there, it just took off. I, I built the channel on um, running sessions and uh, showing off some of the engines and being such a young person and yet having these pretty high quality trains, especially the ones from the the nineties and the early two thousands that most people wouldn't expect someone like me to have. And I just love sharing things and expressing myself. And that's really just why I wanted to do it. I love just showing things off and then expressing my point of view and opinion on things. And now it's turned into a business for me. Yeah, I I agree. That's I mean, you kind of just um, probably just explain my whole uh, reason for doing it as well, because yeah. Uh, yeah. like yourself, I grew up on um, 
Eric Strains. Um, I was out of old gauge for a while. I would, yeah. you know, not to go into my story because it's not about me, but, um, you know, I kind of came back in around 2012, 2013. I kind of came mm-hmm. back to Lionel and yeah. Uh, yeah, Eric Strains was like one of the first ones. And and if it wasn't for him, like, uh, you know, it's like I was new to like Legacy and Person 3. Mm-hmm. Like this was all like new for me. Like yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know what this like, what do I do? Like I'm kind of. I'm not sure how to get into this right now Yeah, and what do I need? Right. And uh, he had uh, just great videos and kind of really explained things and showed, you know, I learned a lot of things from his videos as well as others as well. There's, yeah. you know, like you said, there's a, um, I met Flanagan. I've actually watched his videos as well. So yeah. uh, I know the name and uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those kind of legacy things, right? And not, not, to, not, no pun intended, but it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> passing the torch, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, so, and, and it's really, it's, it's kind of something that we need in O scale is bigger exposure and especially going to things like YouTube, where yeah. um, now a lot of people that maybe were not, were too afraid to maybe get into command control and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, now they have a resource. Yeah. Uh, on hey, I want to get into trains. Well, guess what? Go onto YouTube, type in how to get into O scale trains, and um, or go find a podcast. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the, the, the resources are there now. When when they weren't probably, uh, you know, before prior 2010, yeah. there really wasn't much at all. Mm-mm. No, there, there wasn't a lot back then. It was kind. Of, it, it was. I almost felt like a couple of years ago, I've been doing YouTube for three, three years or almost four now or coming up on four. And when I first started, I was a freshman in high school. And when I first started, I felt like the hobby was almost dying in a way. I was not the only younger person on YouTube, but I was, I was, um, I, f- I almost felt like it there someone that comes to mind is max from max railroad and he, he was someone that I, I had watched and he was a younger person but i just felt like it was dying and there wasn't a lot going on and when i went to i was kind of surprised when i went to the york train show i did see a lot of younger people and and then i noticed like i should keep doing this because there are younger people and if i can convince them to maybe start doing this then this community community can grow and, and since the pandemic has started, YouTube and trains and younger people has just skyrocketed, in my opinion, because I, I there's me, there's Max, there's Corey, or ours trains, uh, Sam Zuggy's trains, RJ's trains is one that just took off. And then there's even oh, yeah. there's even older people, but not a boomer. I don't know what you got. old old <laughs> old people. Uh, they're not. They're not they're You're not, talking about me, Sid? No, <laughs> no, I'm talking about old, like grandpa old. I got um, you. Know, I just said. Yeah. I, I say middle age. I don't know, 30s to their 50s ish. There's people that are that age that are even doing it. Someone that uh, started recent, well, not recently, but more recent, was Country Bunkers Trains, and he just took off. I love yeah. his videos. I do yeah. like his videos. And there's just these people that are taking off and it's good for the hobby because people can enjoy their content. People can get into the hobby and understand what it is because everyone gives their own take on it. I give, I say, the more technical side of things. There's others mm-hmm. that are doing, doing scenery. There are some that are just running trains and then there's some that are, I don't know, just a bit of everything. So it's just it's just this community community that's grown and me seeing um, not a lot of people when I first started was another reason why I started my YouTube channel was just because there was a lack of content in in a way. Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, that, you know, this, your community aspect and you hit the nail on the head with all these different folks, you know, it's like you can show your layout show your trains 
however you want you know mm-hmm. you you go to one person's channel they show one thing go to another person's channel they show something completely different mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you yeah. said some are technical like you others like me or dj or other people it's like you know we want to run trains show our layouts that sort of deal you know there's room for everybody and it's yeah. a lot of fun to have people like that you know if you like your style by all means, watch them. Or if you want to check out somebody else, do it. You know, you oh, have yeah. options, which you didn't yeah. have 10 years ago, like you were saying. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that was that's just really that's really um, the great part about it now is there is that variety and exposure of people that like I when I first started out, that was an, that's another thing that it's just helped me with with when I first started out, I. I couldn't express things as well as as well as i can now um i i just didn't know what to say in the past i i just wanted i just showed the trains running and when i talked i was just kind of walking around with the camera but now i've found found a way to make it a story or make it a guide to something mm-hmm. yeah that that's that's a great way to put it and and i can attest to that as well because I, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s and um, I started my YouTube channel about the same time you did. Um, I, I actually started it back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And all I did was just show my trains. Yeah. Like I didn't really have a layout. I had like, you know, I had a had a piece of a board like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even decorated. It was just a board with fast track on it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all I was doing was just recording, you know, between one to three minutes of my trains going around the track, you know, different angles and stuff like that. But I never really even said anything. Yeah. And at that point, I think I capped at around 200 subscribers. Okay. I was close to, I was was at 175 for a while. And then I took a, I took a year off. Um, I don't know why I just like my train set sat for a while. I took a year off and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I got to finish this train. I got to finish this layout. And I did. And I finally kind of, I, you know, I, I, I just took three months and I just like went full bore and I did, you know, I came up with the new track plan, got my subway elevated subway up, mm-hmm. did all of the, you know, um, landscaping and everything else. And then at that point I was kind of like, you know what? I have to, I got to get into recording it. But this time, this time I'm going to do it different. This time I'm going to actually do reviews and speak to the audience and, 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 uh, you know, doing reviews is kind of my favorite thing. I enjoy doing the review part because, mm-hmm. uh, it's just something I like going over like you don't, you know, I have a passion for going over things and, and giving my opinion on them and, you know, people can take them however they want. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that part and, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I started to back up, um, around, I think would have been uh, the summer of last year, uh, maybe even later. And um, I'm almost hit. I'm almost, I'm almost hitting 500 subscribers now. So yeah. it, Good uh, it's uh, it, that's really boosted me uh, with these reviews. And obviously, you know, putting your stuff out there. You know, I, I post I post my videos in the Facebook groups, and um, you know, I'm hoping that this podcast as well is is a catalyst for for getting people uh you know onto uh matt both matt and i's youtube page as well yeah but yeah. uh yeah i i feel the same way uh you do said i was kind of in the same boat and it's just something kind of triggered in me and i'm like you know what i really i really like this as a hobby mm-hmm. and uh both being in tr- into trains and doing videos about trains yeah it seems like, you know, we all kind of start off the same way. I start off the same way as you guys, you know, I just kind of ran trains and then I started doing a video where I was talking and it's like, you know, you start getting, I mean, my first, well, my original set of videos I deleted, but, um, my first review that I did was of my uncle's vision 700 E and I remember that video. Oh God, <laughs> that engine is not to go on a tangent on that, but that engine is, whew, that's a piece. But, uh, anyhow, uh, that was the first video I did when I was actually talking and yeah. people seemed to really enjoy it. And then I showed off his layout and then, later on I shut off my own it's like people really enjoy it and you know yeah. it's yep. fun to see somebody's layout you know what I mean or mm-hmm. just 
like I said, getting your opinions out there is what a lot of people seem to enjoy. So mm-hmm. that, that seems to work. So if yep. you need a quick guide on a YouTube channel, start by running trains, then talk. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You'll get yeah. somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Well, you just, you, you, you watch other, you know, do, first of all, do it. Like if you're mm-hmm. interested in making YouTube videos on trains, just take a video camera and start recording. You know, you don't even need any fancy software, you know, to edit it. You know, no. you can use basic if you're, if you're on a Mac, you know, you can you can use, you know, Apple's built in video editor. Yeah. If you're on a Windows, um, there are pr- plenty of free video editing software packages out there that mm-hmm. are fairly easy to use. Um but, uh, you know, just start recording videos, uh, you know, put an intro in there and just throw it up on YouTube and see yeah. what happens and get mm-hmm. get comfortable uh, with doing something like that. And then, yeah. you know, you, before you know it, you know, you'll be doing a lot more complicated, uh, you know, things. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. Next question. Um, here's a big one. Uh uh, what is your favorite railroad and why? So th- this is, I'm actually going to phrase this probably differently than someone normally would. I, uh, there's, there, there are lots of railroads I love, but my favorite kind of railroad is a coal hauler railroad. That includes like the Norfolk and Western, the CNO, um, the DM and IR is they hauled a lot of coal and ore. And I love these railroads because they're, they have passenger trains and they had uh, regular freight trains, but I just love seeing a big unit train of coal cars and a big steam engine at the front. I, I love steam engines. We all do, but I'm just, I'm so into steam. I don't have a lot of diesels in my collection. The ones that I do are older style, like F threes or some Jeeps. And I just love seeing these big coal trains with big steamers and the articulateds are the best in my opinion, because they're just massive. And then the models and the, and the real ones, they're loud. I, the, a great example of one was class a number 1218. It, it used to run. And of course now it doesn't, but they're just such big engines. They're so powerful and it's almost just seeing the models alone is like an experience and then pulling all those cars. And I just like the whole idea of industry and all this stuff going on. And it's just very interesting to me. And it allows me to like a lot of different railroads and I've kind of been starting to focus on those. I had them for a long time, but I'm focusing on the Chesapeake and Ohio, the B and O the N and W. And then I want to get a, uh, dm and i are yellowstone because they're just these engines and the coal cars are just so cool and what what really made me like them besides that is i got to see tony lash's layout in person many times and he grew up on the norfolk and west norfolk and western and his layout depicted it so well and i just loved all of it and running these models of these massive steam engines or just a single normal steam engine pulling all these freight cars it was just such a cool sight to see and i just love the raw power and feeling of it that's basically uh all it that, that's why i really like these railroads there's there's not a single one i like more than the other um because they're all they all did the same thing just pull a ton of coal cars with a big steam engine to get the job done and power america i was gonna ask if any of that had to do with tony lash yeah that it, it has a lot to do with tony <laughs> yeah. lash like my class a i got has a lot to do with Tony. Lash. <laughs> his, his layout was really it was beautiful it was a very very cool layout lots of action lots of custom stuff lots of mth stuff some Lionel stuff, some Lionel stuff he didn't want people to know about, but I did because I was a short little kid that could look under his table. I, It was such a cool layout and such a cool collection. Such a cool guy. He lived in Maryland. He had his, uh, I always call it a trash company, but it was more industrial than that. He, they, they, uh, they took waste from contract sites and all this stuff, but 
in his headquarters or his building he had that layout and it was just such a cool layout and that that inspired me more to like these railroads that's awesome yeah that that that's a great uh that's a great answer <laughs> yeah it's a very open-ended question you know and oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of an unfair question too because oh, it's yeah. kind of like well but i like a lot of trades and it's oh, yeah. hard to put yeah. one at the top but that's, um that's i really like your answer mm-hmm. that's why yeah. i've cons- for my i have so many different road names in my collection that i can't just say it's one rare but i love the coal hauling side of things which is why i'm calling my railroad the Chesapeake, Norfolk, and Western. It's these two big railroads that pull pull coal and I can model after that. But of course, it's models so I can run anything else. I can run my Santa Fe engines, my Union Pacific Big Boy, or my Southern Mikado, whatever it is, I can just run everything. But those two railroads, I I pick them because the the name just works well together as well. And I live in the area that those two railroads functioned around and um delivered a lot of product to my town was founded off of a railroad it was the it was a bno line uh that uh the station was built in 1891 and just the town grew from there it's still a small town but just not um uh not as small as it used to be and i got a cool little fact is there's a there's a document saying that the Chesapeake and Ohio yellow belly ran through my my town. There's no pictures, but the just the fact that that actually happened is really cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of um, coal trains as well. So yeah. I actually have a, a lot of coal cars. I, uh, I do as well. <laughs> I have uh, so I I found the Burlington Northern uh, coal train set by Lionel uh, from the early uh, it was like from two thousand and two two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah. so I finally found that, <laughs> and then of course I had to have all the add-on cars. So yeah. um, you know, You're welcome. I, yes, they, that that's only a solo one, and then I found the three pack uh, on eBay. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's like ten or eleven, and then I also have the MTH. Uh, made a Burlington Northern uh, Cool Cars six pack, mm-hmm. which I have as well. So mm-hmm. I, I probably have close to about twenty uh, Cool Car Cool Hoppers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I like cool trains. Yeah, I I love. I'm sorry, gond- gondolas is technically what I should say. So yeah, <laughs> I lo- I have so many Cool Cars. I have tons of ten packs and individual individual <laughs> awesome. cars. My normal Cool Train I run is thirty cars. That's what I mean. my normal coal train is right around That's there. awesome. That's I, really I, wish, cool. I wish I was big enough to do that, but if I ran 30 cars, the yeah. uh, the, 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 the coupler would, would attach from one end to the other. <laughs> so uh, it would just be a complete looping train with yeah. no room. My, uh, my loop is, the in the L shape I have it, a 30-car train on each loop just looks right. The The train can go into the – go around, and it, it'll look – pretty much normal and passenger trains are fine they're not as long of course i i just love the coal trains and i just what i'm trying to do now is i want to um i have a lot i have a lot of cno and bno coal cars and some pensy and i want to get more n and w to go with all these n and w engines i've got recently like the j the unstrated j the class a and then i have a y6b coming uh so i need N and W coal cars galore. <laughs> That's cool. My uncle, he has the uh, well, he's got the Class A, yeah. Um, but he's got the eighteen coal cars that MTH did to go with the Class A. Yeah. I run that like w- when I go over to his house, those cars usually get on the layout somehow. Yeah. I love I love running that long yeah. string of coal cars. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love the coal trains. Just look so cool. It's this. It's like this. Any unit train looks really cool, mm-hmm. especially oil like a tank car or coal car they just look really good oh yeah yep for I sure agree. all right uh let's see uh i just have a few more and then i'll, I'll let matt take over so okay. um what th- this will be an interesting question uh because of uh, recent events but what is your personal take on the o-scale model railroading industry uh for the next 10 years the next 10 years i think it is looking very good even with MTH um, going out of business, or well, actually, we don't know yet. 
that that's a whole nother story. I think it's going to be fine. We still have MT, uh, MTS. We have Lionel <laughs> and they are backed by uh, Guggenheim, which is an investment group, uh, corporate long story. They're just, they're humongous. And if Lionel is having issues, they can work with them. And I don't think Lionel is going to just fall apart. Lionel also wouldn't be producing as much variety if they were going down and falling apart. So Lionel is looking fine. Uh, the only other, well, there's actually three others. There's MTH, Atlas, and Bachman are the main ones. Oh, and Third Rail. Third Rail is fine. They're still producing products. They're just very high end and not as easy for people to buy stuff from them if you're smaller and smaller into the if you're not into the hobby as much is a better way to put it and you just don't have as much money but they're doing fine and i don't see them going anywhere and they have the rights and they own electric railroad company which is really good and that's a whole nother industry that just is always booming um mth of course they're closing uh it was kind of sad when that first happened because it's actually a local company to me they're in columbia maryland and it's kind of sad to see that, but I had hope that somebody would buy toolings and a couple things have happened recently. First of all, their HO and S gauge went to scale trains, which is very cool. And most recently, which has been the big topic and uh, is a really popular video on my channel, like very similar to when I did videos on uh, them closing is Atlas has bought um all the premier line rolling stock toolings and then some of the passenger car toolings, some rail king accessories, and then a bunch of premier line diesels. And that is really good for MTH because it allows their legacy to continue. And then it also helps Atlas. Atlas has been out of the game for a really long time uh, because they just don't have a lot of variety and I don't think they just had the resources to do anything with it. And not only did ha have they acquired those toolings, but they acquired PS3 and DCS rights. So they can, I think, help produce them and possibly sell kits to upgrade things. And all of that is going to boost their sales. It's going to allow them to produce more and at a more timely uh man manner they always take a long time but this i think will allow them to produce things more quickly and i just see it as such a good thing and we're going to get to see a lot of cool engines from atlas uh, basically the same as they were before but just with the atlas name on the box um now with the whole premiere line uh, steam and rail king lime Rail King, there's going to be an announcement, I believe, sometime this week. I think that's, uh, I think Menards has bought it, but who knows? Um, the Premier Line Steam, I really hope Lionel or someone gets their hands on the steam engines because MTH has so many cool steam engines. Anything from the European stuff to the Triplex, it's just all these crazy steam engines, and you don't want to see it go to waste. And uh, that that's that's kind of the MTH Atlas thing. So Lionel Atlas and MTH is all good. And I think even if MTH does completely go away, their legacy will live on and we still have the products in the market. So that's all good. Uh, Bachman, they haven't changed anything with their Williams line in a long time, uh, but they produce stuff. People buy it. It's very uh, simplistic. Uh, and it just gets the job done, so I don't see anything uh, bad with that. So in the in the next ten years, I don't see um, a lot happening in the sense that more companies will go away. If any, if anyone does, it would be Third Rail or Bachman because they're just smaller. And think if something happens to say um, uh, their owners, things could happen. But I don't I don't see anything happening bad the only i could i could almost see atlas almost taking over the throne so to speak at least in modern diesels uh because lionel has quality control issues sometimes and they have uh their prices can be quite ridiculous uh, in some cases 
and that that could cause them to have some issues. But I think if they can get their their quality control issues under control, they can get a good grasp on their production. I think they will have a a nice successful future in the hobby. So in general, I think over the next 10 years, the hobby will just keep soaring. Uh, I don't think it's going to fall apart any more than it has or had. I think it's growing more and more and that's all I hope for. I don't, I don't see it falling apart is basically what I'm saying. No, I, I, I agree with you. That was a, that was a great, uh, kind of overview of, um, of, you know, your, your opinion on what you think is going to happen. And, and, uh, I'm there, I'm, I'm there with you as well. I think, uh, I think Atlas getting that tooling and the ProtoSound 3 uh, command control system uh, and putting that into all of their models is yeah. like one of the best things to happen in O-Gage in a really long time. I yeah. agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. Uh, you know, the, this this is definitely a stepping stone into a really positive era. I think um, before you came on, I was talking to Matt before and, and I had brought up um, like, 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 why doesn't Williams like, like grab the ProtoSound 3? Like Williams is great, but Williams is kind of like for the kind of post-war guys, right? The mm-hmm. conventional guys. Yeah. That's their, that's almost their go-to that's thing. That's their market, right? I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I forgot yeah. the, whatever, the, the head of Bach, I for, Bachman, I, for, I forgot the guy's name. But whenever people ask that question on like Train World live streams or anything like that, he always says, our customers ask for conventional trains with very simple sounds, if any sounds at all. So that's what we give them. But you can, you can, yeah. And I guess, I guess the the point there is that you can keep the costs down as well. But you know what? I've looked at some of their engines. Some of their engines are priced. Oh yeah, they're high. They're high. I mean, come on. I mean, you put put a command control system in there. Put some decent sound, and and you could still offer Mm -hmm. conventional with command control. Lionel and MTH do it. Yeah. So why not get 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 ProtoSound three? Yeah. Throw it in your engines. They would honestly. They could just improve everything alone their diesels actually sound pretty decent with the new true Bra- true blast true blast yeah they're not yeah. bad yeah except the the steam engines well there's only one that ever had the sound system in it and this updated sound system it sounded like garbage it just sounded like i don't know like very very old school people say my my right-of-way industry trains don't sound good this thing i think sounded worse but um if they just improve the sounds, give them better chuffing sounds or diesel roar, better horns, and just they could even nag crew talk if they wanted to. That was random. That alone could do fi- could be fine. And if you don't want the sounds on, you flick a switch and it turns off. Yep. Sure. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Like they're really cutting out a big part of the market mm-hmm. by just kind of um, you know well you know conventional people are our customers, but hey you yep. know what you know. Uh, People coming in into the, you know, new consumers coming into the O-scale industry are not coming in to run stuff conventionally. I'm sorry. They're not. Bluetooth on your phone is the way to go. Controlling a train Mm -hmm. on a mobile device is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And that's going to drive consumers, especially young consumers, to buy your product. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, look at things like the vision line. Look at the sound systems, this, that, and the other thing. All the cool features that these trains do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is what people want. And we're going to do a podcast on all this Atlas stuff. So if you're not listening to everything you want to hear now, we'll do a separate one on that. Yep. But, um, no, you know, this is what people want. They want the sounds. They want the smoke. They want all the cool features to keep mm-hmm. them interested in it. Conventional just isn't there. I mean, 20 years ago, it was cool, yeah, like with ProtoSound 1 and everything else. But, you know, nowadays, people want the high-tech stuff. Yeah. And it's just the way to go. Yep. It definitely is. And if if people want simple and old school, buy the old school stuff. And mm-hmm. if you say you have everything, you do not have everything. 
uh, it is impossible to have everything in this hobby. And at this point, my, like so much of my collection is considered old school and it's only from the nineties. And it sounds like it's, it's been a long time since 1990. It's been 30, <laughs> 30 plus years, but the stuff is still nice, but it is old school. Like my Commodore Vanderbilt has an old AC motor in it and the sounds are very simple, but if you like the look of it, you just turn the sounds off. You, if you don't want smoke, you turn the smoke off or take the smoke unit out mm-hmm. and then you just deal with that. But and then I'll, I guess no one is like making manufacturers not produce things, but just be a little more open to new things. Like, yeah, just look at the new stuff, maybe enjoy it. And I'm pretty sure you will enjoy a newer engine. And if you don't like the sounds, like I say, just turn it off. That's that's everyone's complaint is like, Mm -hmm. Oh, the sounds, I don't like them or crew talk. Everyone always complains about crew talk. Oh yeah. Just, you just don't use it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, It's as simple as that. Yeah. And uh, just as a quick side note, your collection of all the 90s steam specifically, I mean, (laughs) I've talked to you about this, so you know, but your collection of the 90s steam is like a dream collection. I mean, you got all good stuff. I I mean, everything. It's almost like I took the every like TM book video I ever saw and just bought what was in it Mm because I. I saw that, okay, besides seeing the newer stuff uh, when I was growing up, I I just, the older stuff, it was weird. I, I'm so young, and yet I have this stuff, and it's so nostalgic to me, and yet it was produced way before I was born. But there's just this nostalgia to it. There's this feeling of just old school or the... It's just so cool because stuff back then was better than it is now. We mm-hmm. can love all these new features and smoke and all this, but the stuff from the past will always outgun the stuff from now. And the, yeah, I do have a lot of 90s steam, whether it's MTH, Lionel, Right of Way Industries, K Line, wh- whoever it is, Weaver. I, I, I had some Weaver stuff, I sold it, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just I love this the, some of this older stuff because it's just so nice and it's it's super cool. But we can get back to our whatever yeah. we we're talking about. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, we were just talking about the industry. But um, yeah, no, yeah. you you definitely answered my question. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and um, I'll go ahead and pass the uh, pass the microphone over to uh, Mr. Matt Z and and he can uh, continue with his questions. All right. Uh, just one final thing on your collection is that you know you're talking about the TM book stuff and i completely agree you know i'm of your same generations put yeah, it that we're, way we're only a couple of years apart it's mm-hmm. not like we're years and years yeah apart. i'm 22 so it's like mm-hmm. you know um so I, I remember growing up with the tm books when i got dj's dd1 the first thing i thought of was those old that old tm books video i just watched it too like right before mm-hmm. i got the engine mm-hmm. they had the dd1 they were running it showing it off it's like that thing that made me want that engine a thousand times more and when i got it that's the first thing i think of Mm -hmm. that is just so incredibly cool oh yeah but um uh so talking about technology a little bit more um i guess we call it a business for you your uh upgrade business i guess if if that's a word yeah i can yeah i can talk about the little yeah yeah let's go for it it is a business now i've i um I, I've made I, I've turned the I've taken YouTube and used that as a way to help with the business. Um, but yeah, it's a business. Uh, the first my first customer was not actually someone that anyone on YouTube or you guys know. It was a guy I met at York, and he uh, he has a very large collection, and I work on some of the trains, I repair it, and I upgraded some stuff for him. And that got me used to working on other people's stuff. But even before that, I was upgrading my trains. Uh, one of the most notable ones, at least on my channel, is my Reading Crusader. It's a K-Lime that was conventional. And I put TMCC, Rail Sounds, Puffing Smoke, LED lighting in. And I just loved I loved working on the inside of the trains. And I, I started working on my trains because... I wanted to know how it worked. I like engineering. I love to tinker. And 
Lionel wouldn't fix trains and my local hobby shop just didn't have the experience to. So I learned by doing stuff myself, blowing up trains sometimes. Uh, but I, of <laughs> course, have fixed most of my mistakes and I know a lot more, more now. I talk to people on the OGR forum and I built up this, uh, I guess, book of knowledge. And, and then I slowly gain more experience and then from there i've created this little business my first uh customer that you guys and people on youtube or people that listen to this podcast will know is rj's trains oh yeah i, I upgraded two trains for him one is a southern 4501 mikado that actually came from my local train store and then uh, we upgraded with tmcc braille sounds fan driven smoke and led lighting kind of like my crusader and that's a very cool engine and then he had a lionel h1644 and long island paint scheme and he wanted that to have tmcc it had rail sounds but he wanted the tmcc control so i added that and it's an amazing engine now and i oh i also added smoke to that i forgot about that and it's a very nice engine it works well and he enjoyed that and from there his buddy steven uh Koferl, uh, sent his 4501 Mikado to me and I did the same thing. And Steve has, Steve enjoyed having that upgraded so much. He sent me more things, an FM train master. Uh, he sent me things for, for repair, like a um, MTH Atlantic. And then now a very big uh, engine. I'm upgrading a uh, Lionel uh, scale class a number 1218 to legacy. That's going to be awesome. And the, uh, there's been tons of other customers and my exposure on YouTube has helped with it. The word is spreading around. Uh, there's hobby shops that have recommended, uh, recommended me, which is kind of crazy. That's cool. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm on the OGR. Like there's, there was always this group of people, like four people on the OGR that were known as the people that could do the work. It was Gunrunner John, uh, Brooke Bannister, a guy named Norton or Pete and Harmon Yard, his nickname is Pat, but I'm now part of that group. So I've, be I've become part of that bunch when people say things on the OGR. So I'm, my name's gone around and it's all from the business and YouTube. And it, what really, what really set me apart from others was my, my pricing. I, I, I'm not as expensive as some, uh, I, do things differently from some people. I talk to my customers a lot. I show them every little step along the way. Um, I also work with people if they can't have it done now. I just hold the engine for a while. And um, something else is there's only two people that can do, well, there's three, but one of them wasn't really, it wasn't really a legacy upgrade. There's only two people that can do legacy upgrades. And that's me and then Brooke Bannister. Brooke created the whole idea. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of work researching the parts needed for it, uh, looking at tons of engines. He created diagrams. And I, for an entire year, just talked to him. And I created this friendship where he, trust, he trusted me enough to give me these resources. And now we're just great friends. We talk every day. And the legacy upgrades is... Kind of a growing growing thing more people are asking about it i've done a diesel which was an sd40 it was a union pacific one that uh was conventional and then i installed legacy for a gentleman um i did a um an M I actually converted an mth engine to legacy that was a MTH uh, 119, the Union Pacific 119, the little general uh, type engine. And that was very interesting. The sounds were really good for such a small engine. And I packed more into a scale 119 than Lionel could. I put smoke, sounds, all into the engine, not into a separate car. So that was kind of cool to kind of one up Lionel in a way. That's cool. And, uh, it's it, and I've done. I'm doing and and I've done others. I've, I I did a uh, my own MTH GS4 in the American uh, Freedom Paint scheme. I put Legacy in that. That's I'm putting cool. Legacy in 
two of my brass engines, my 611J and my 765 Berkshire. Nice. There's just all these different engines. And one that I did recently that really got people's attention was a uh, Tuscan K4. That engine alone is beautiful. Matt, you have. Oh, I I love mine. You love yours. (laughs) DJ's probably listening to this and thinking that God bless it, K4 again. (laughs) (laughs) Poor DJ, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that K4. But no, yours is beautiful. I mean, I did I did as much as I could with the conventional K4 by adding all the features that the uh, the Legacy one had or has minus some of the mm-hmm. lighting because of the housings, not uh, having the capability of that. But I installed that. It was kind of a, a bolt on scenario. I didn't have to do a lot of custom work because the parts were already made for that engine specifically. Yeah. So it was really cool to do that one. And I'm actually, uh, I'm working on a, uh, I'm going to be doing a, uh, an upgrade here in the future for Matt. He has he has his Reading or Pennsylvania Reading Seashore Lines uh, Atlantic with me, and the, the the interesting part is we're keeping the old sounds but putting the new whistle steam and smoke and control in the engine, which is just kind of interesting. But this whole business has just taken off. I enjoy it. Being stuck inside, this is just or just at home in general. This is my. Uh, my thing that I just do and I, I make some money and the money mainly just goes right back into trains. Cause I'm just, I, uh, I've been, we're all, we're all infected with, we want more trains. So I just buy more trains with the money. <laughs> I make. And I just, I just enjoy it a lot. I, I also like, I take pride in my work and it's also just cool to be a younger person who, who's doing the work that, in the past mainly only older people people did and just i just love the knowledge having all this uh knowledge because i i like knowing things i don't i don't like not knowing things and being someone that's going to go into engineering this helps with my my skills of just understanding how things work electricity mechanics and I also just like helping people. It's the same reason with like the YouTube. You like sharing, you like helping. And the business has just taken off ever since I uh, first met that gentleman at York and did some work for him. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I was, I really wasn't up on the backstory of it. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's almost all over the place, but it all comes <laughs> full circle when you, when you, uh, tell the story sure and that e6 i'm really excited for that one and i got the mm-hmm. pennsylvania version too so yeah. uh, you have another one yeah <laughs> yeah that would be really cool i'm i mm-hmm. think having the old sounds in there that's going to be really cool oh yeah it'll, it'll definitely be different and but you'll have the whistle steam which will be cool and oh yeah it'll just set it apart from others for sure absolutely Did you um, did you have any other questions for Sid? Matt? I don't think I do. I'm sure after we get right. done, I'll think of something, but uh, <laughs> I can't think of any. I just I was just really curious on the business because you know he's talked about it, and you know, like I said, him and I we've talked and done deals and this and that, and so it's like you know I was just really curious. But after that, I really can't think of anything to be honest right. with you. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that's that, a that, story. <laughs> no, that, that's that's an awesome story, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's an awesome story that you've you've uh, you've found a uh, a niche area in our in our uh, in the oak scale you know industry. Yeah, and uh, you know what you do is something that's uh, you know very much needed as well. So mm-hmm. uh, you're definitely in the right spot. In fact, I do I have a project to ask you about as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, cool. I, I can ask you after the after the show here. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take up any more time on the show, but uh, after this, um, after we uh, end the podcast, I'll I'll run it past you. Mm-hmm. But um, Sid, is there anything else that you wanted to to say before we wrap up here? There's not much else I want to say. I want to say thank you for having me on. And it's, it's once again, just cool to share stories. I love telling the stories and just sharing my own knowledge. And it's always cool just talking about trains in general. I, I, I talk with all my friends all the time about trains and there's all these different chats I'm in. And it's, it's cool to just talk about trains in general. And I, 
it's it's a blessing that I'm able to be in this hobby and that, that I have parents that uh, helped out when I was younger and they still help out. I'm just able to fund it a little more by myself. And it's just, it's such a great hobby. Just if anyone, to those who listen, it's such a great hobby. If you're like hesitant about really getting into it, just get into it. It's so worth it. I love coming down into my basement and just get, it's like you're, you escape from the world and you forget about whatever's going on outside and you can just have fun in this little fantasy world. And one of the most satisfying things that is that, that, that I, that happens when I come downstairs is I have a very large, rather large collection. So I can look at my walls and just see all this stuff that when I was younger, I just, I just dreamt about having and never thought I would. And I do now. And it doesn't in for those listening it doesn't even have to be big you can just you could just put your two if you have only like one or two engines you could just put them on a wall and literally just seeing them sitting there alone is just like wow you have something that is really cool this hobby is just amazing and anything you do in this hobby is just it's so cool it's so much fun and there's no other hobby i would take over this hobby very well said it's it's as they say it's the world's greatest hobby it, oh yeah yeah it, it really is and in fact i i do like how um communities like this are kind of brought together like it's really easy to to um you know talk to other youtubers and talk about mm-hmm. our industry whereas we're we're not we're not so small that you know there's just not enough content out there and it's yeah. not so huge to where well, I, you know, I lo- I like that that YouTube channel guy, but you know, I don't I don't think that they would give me the time of day, you know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we're kind of in this perfect kind of uh, ecosphere of just you know uh, this this awesome community of people yeah. where we can share stories and like you, you know, you're you're you know you're a big YouTube guy for O scale trains, and uh, you know Matt and I were able to bring you up on our on our podcast, and that, yeah. that's that's awesome, and we we thank you so much. Yeah, really big uh, for that. So. Totally. Yeah, we, we would like to reach out to more folks oh, yeah. and uh, bring them on here and uh, and uh, go over a lot more topics because there's yeah. it's a never ending, oh, yeah. <laughs> a never ending set, uh, set of topics for O scale. I mean, you oh, could yeah. just and you could just talk forever. You know, we're mm-hmm. we try to cap our episodes at you know our shows at you know around the hour mark because you know you could just go on forever and just talk, you yeah. know, you know, Matt and I are big, uh, subway guys, which oh, yeah. is how we actually got subway. started and, uh, became friends. <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah, we just, <laughs> what's, what's a nope. subway, right? I brought I brought up that word. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We just lost all of our viewers now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, uh, thanks. Thank you so much Sid, for mm-hmm. coming on. Um, and, uh, just, uh, you know, we want to make sure, that uh, the folks that uh, guests that come on our show are, um, you know, are represented uh, well, and we want to make sure that um, I'll get your information in the show notes, and uh, you know your contact info. So if somebody does have a project or something, perhaps they could mm-hmm. get in contact with you. Yeah. With that said, uh, Sid, uh, where can folks find you on social media? Uh, well, YouTube, Sid's Trains. You can find me there. Uh, on social media, I, I'm mainly on Instagram. Uh, it's it's Sydney's Trains because somehow, I don't know how this happened. Somehow there was a fan club before I even created my YouTube channel. And it's Sid's Trains fan club. And then out of nowhere, I think it was someone at my high school or something. And there's like, they, they like took clips of my YouTube channel and like put them onto this account. So it's Sydney's Trains on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, on Instagram if you want to contact me there or just look at my content in general. Awesome. And uh, Matt, Matt Z, where can people find you? They can find me on YouTube under Matt-Trainlover9943. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name. Excellent. And I'm also on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad. And I am on Facebook under the same name as well. So, uh, again, thanks to Sid for coming on the show. Uh, it was a, We had a great time. It was really mm-hmm. fun. And uh, just folks, uh, you know, 
please leave uh, leave us some comments. Let us know what you want to hear. We are open to topics for the future. Uh, so, you know, and uh, if you're listening on iTunes podcasts or Google podcasts, please go ahead and, uh, you know, leave us a comment and leave us a rating as well, because that that really helps us, uh, you know, stretch the show out to other places. Uh, we, you know, we get into uh, the all important uh, search algorithm uh, when searching for, <laughs> uh, you know, items that we go over, especially anything with O scale trains. So that would be much appreciated. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, the uh, the contact information is in the show notes as well. Uh, with that said, uh, thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, have a great night. Thank you very much. Take good care. Thank you.